it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we are back from a brief week off, back at you with two episodes this week. And if you hear the sound of Ross Geller in the background, that's because it's time to pivot. We're heading to football season, folks. Who is Ross Geller? What are you doing? Are you? That's a Friends reference? One of the most popular sitcoms of all time? Is that his last name? Yes. He has a last name? Yes. What is Monica Rachel's Geller, last name? Monica Geller and Ross Geller. Her name is Rachel Green. Joey. Trebbiani. Um, The weird one. Phoebe? Yes. Buffet. <laughs> and it's Chandler Bing, in case you were looking for the sixth one. Does it make you feel good that you know these things? The amount of stuff in my head is unbelievable. And I'm more concerned that you didn't even recognize that name. Why? We're roughly the, we're roughly the same age. So we had the same things in the zeitgeist as we, as we grew up. And yet you didn't know the name Ross Geller. Yeah, I chose not to watch Friends. Well, you made a mistake. It's you know it doesn't hold up 100. percent It's got some problems. <laughs> well, but uh, it's strong still relay. Still a good show. Strong good show. comeback. Moving on. So we are going to. I'm about to hit... Walt Ritzer this baby. Let's go. I'm gonna spin dance. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, so we're going into football, 
And, you know, we spent a lot of the lot of the off season talking about basketball because, you know, there's a lot going on there. There's it's kind of an easier way to look at the team because with so many players on scholarship on football, it's hard to go, you know, one by one down the list and, and have meaningful conversations about each person. Um, so we do not do that. Um, so today what we're going to do. Uh, first half, we're just going to have a little uh, chat about some recent Purdue football news. Second half, we are going to hit on the non-conference schedule uh, and look at the the three opponents Purdue has coming in in the non-conference. So, Casey, you want to talk some Purdue football news at the top? Please, Ledman. All right. So, Purdue released their uh, alternate helmet, oh, and I'm sure you saw mm. it. It was uh, kind mm. of a matte black, and it had mm. the gold Purdue Pete on it, and it was the Purdue Pete that's mm. kind of got the hammer like down – uh, by his foot, and it sounds like you mm. don't like it, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. So the logo itself, like that's a cool Purdue Pete. That's fine. Okay. I'm yeah, not I, sure. I love the Purdue Pete. It's one of my favorites. I'm not sure it's a great helmet choice for a logo. Why? Uh, it's just a little big and uh, round and not, it's not, there's no like good focus point or sharp edges on it, I think is what gets to it. I don't think it's bad. I just think combining that with a black helmet, it just kind of blends in a little too much and it looks a little dopey. I would have much preferred a either white. First of all, I love all white. I think they have the best looking helmets. When you say all white helmets, do you mean white helmets in general or helmets with only white on them? Base coat white with logo. Okay. So I just, I just want the base to be white. But even if it was gold with that, I think it would stand out a little more and look a little better. But in general, I just it's very busy in a, a cartoonish way that doesn't. Well, I mean, it's a cartoon Purdue Pete. I know. And I'm just I, saying. So uh, I agree with one thing you said. I disagree with the rest. So I agree that on the black helmet, you lose a little bit of the definition of Pete because he is wearing the black pants. So it would be nice if there was maybe like a white outline around him somehow or um as you said, you know, if you had a different color uh, helmet, maybe it's a gold or maybe it's a white, it would certainly stand out better. But I'm sure they tried it on the other helmets, and maybe this is the one either the players thought it looked best or, uh, you know, maybe they brought it up for a vote. Maybe the equipment staff thought it looked best on this. I don't know. Do you know part of the uh, problem? Like, we haven't really gone to the matte black all that often, have we? No, I don't think so. It looks really good with just the P. Yeah. Like, it, it looks really good with the P in the railroad tracks. Yeah, I love, and the railroad tracks is on there as well, and that's something that I think they're doing on every helmet now, and and I love it, and it's amazing that it took Purdue that long to be yeah. like, we should put that on the on the helmet. Can we get it on our basketball shorts next? That would be nice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're supposed to be getting new jerseys, um, I uh-huh. believe, after this season um, for basketball, so we'll we'll see what they incorporate. I would like them to be a little bit more Purdue centric rather than just any generic squad and then put Purdue on the front. Um, so I'd like Nike to put in a little bit of effort for once. Um, but overall, I, I like the helmet. I think it's something different. It's not something Purdue has done. It reminds me a little bit of the throwback New England, New England Patriots helmet um, that has their little Patriot guy. I'm not a Patriots fan, so I do not know the name of uh, the guy. Maybe it's like Steve the Patriot, I have no idea. Uh, but with their white helmet and the red, white, and blue Patriot guy on there, I think that's a good helmet. So I think do you know that's kind of... So you know what it is? I think even the shiny black would have been fun. Because it's... I'm looking at it again. I wasn't looking at it while I was talking about it. It's a really matte gold, too. Like, it's not shiny at all. So between that and the black pants... Yeah. And it all just kind of... It's dull. So 
either have him maybe wearing white pants or I, I don't know. It's it's just a little too dull for my liking. And it's it's weirdly big. I think the best logos kind of don't take up that much space on the helmet. It does look like it takes up a fair amount of space on the side of the helmet. Um, I also don't know if they're going to wear, like, what is going to be on the other side of the helmet? Is it going to be another Purdue Pete? Is it going to be nothing? Is it going to be their number? Um, I like the number. I, I don't look. know. Oh, like with the number on I the other side? I do like number on the other side. But yeah. you could also just put a P on the other. True, true. Hopefully not uh, double that. Yeah. that w- I, I don't think two of them would look very good, but I could be wrong. Uh, the New England Patriot mascot, in case you all were curious, is Pat Patriot. Um, so there we go. In, in case anyone was really wondering and was going to Google that as they listen. What's, so, what's your favorite pretty well? Uh, I mean, I think I'm just a, a sucker for the, the regular gold with the P really. Yeah. I like that one. I mean, it's traditional. It's nice. It just reminds me of, of the Joe Tiller era. Um, so anything that does that, I think I'll take, it sounds like you've got a different idea. Yeah. They use these, right? The, uh, 2019 moonwalk ones. The white with the silver with the like moon prints and the yeah, gold those were face really, mask. Those were nice. I, I think those or the uh, the white helmets with the train. Okay, yeah, the train the train does look good on the helmet. It, it looks good. Um, these aren't in the top five. Not not I, even close. I, I would want to see them. I want to see them in game uh, before I make a decision. But I just looking at them in general, I really like them. Um, I, I like that it's something a little different. So we, we will see how it goes, but I'm excited to at least see Purdue doing something a little bit different. Um, and I am looking, I did pull up the, the moon alternate helmet and it, that is a good looking helmet. It looks better up close they, than on TV, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah. And like especially the close, way they change. I, I love the way they change the face mask and, you know, everything like that to just personalize it a little bit more. And, and it looks really good. But really good. to me, I, I just, I love the, the traditional gold helmet. Uh, with the stripe down the middle and then the P on the side. Um, another one that's, that's really, really good. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, another one that's really good is when they wore the, uh, I, I think it was 1969, the throwback jerseys mm-hmm. that had the like the really darker gold, um, the really dark gold helmets. I believe Kyle Orton wore those. No, maybe not Kyle Orton. I can't remember which player wore it um, for like one game when they did a Rose Bowl celebration, but I loved those helmets. Those were nice too. Those are solid. Um, in general, we have a good color scheme. And you yeah. know that because 85 schools have it. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I'm just glad they're playing around with it and, and putting a little more effort into it, seeing something we haven't seen. Um, hopefully it'll it'll mean more uh, more merchandise sales for Purdue, get a little more money in the coffers. So that's going to be good news. Um, so there you go. There's your helmet talk. Uh, we're going to we're going to take a break, come back and look at the non-conference schedule for Purdue football 2022. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. So today we're going to talk about the non-conference schedule for Purdue football. Uh, of course, this is uh, a season where Purdue opens with a Big Ten game yet again. This year we're playing at home. We're playing Penn State on a Thursday, September 1st at 8 p.m. So we will not be talking about that opening season game today. We're going to leave that for the conference talk that's going to be the next episode. So Purdue has three non-conference games, and they are uh, Saturday, September 10th, 4 p.m. kick, Indiana State comes to West Lafayette. Then the following Saturday, September 17th, we play at noon in Syracuse, New York. Purdue plays uh, Syracuse, of course. And then back home for the homecoming game where Purdue will wear uh, those Purdue Pete helmets we just spoke about. Purdue is going to play FAU at 7.30 p.m. So those are the three non-conference games. And Casey, uh, when, I, when I had you look at those games, what was your initial reaction? Who? Buddy, I might not be getting Big Ten Network for the first month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these uh, these are not the barn burners. Not interested. No, not not a game that you're going to look at and be like, oh, that's an interesting team. I'm glad we're going to play them. Haven't seen them in a while. I'm going to be so mad if any of those games I have to be on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna that will say a lot about where Purdue is because you you just compare this season's schedule with last season's schedule and you just hope that. If, if Purdue can go and get, you know, nine wins last year with that tough schedule, hopefully they can do that again or even better with a schedule this year that's quite a bit lighter. Yeah, um, we're not probably in contention for the national championship. I would think not. So it doesn't really matter what the computers think of us. And when it becomes, you know, bowl picking time, I don't think team, or the uh, bowl selection committee is going to care that we played Indiana State the second no, week of no. the season. So if you can uh, rack up wins, we're going to have a lot of guys filling in positions, especially on offense, um, kind of stepping into bigger roles. So if we can get you know our running backs and wide receivers some confidence, our offense and a flow uh, early on by playing some teams that we should be able to handle mm-hmm. and a defense that we really don't know what to expect this year. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I think – you know, it's hard to plan these things out a few years in advance, and sometimes you just get lucky. Right. This this is the kind of schedule I think this team needs. Not not just to rack up wins early, but I think to start some momentum and get in a good place by the time 
real Big Ten football starts. Right. Yeah. When you get them, when you get a Big Ten team week after week after week, um, and it's interesting you point out the fact that these these schedules are made so far in advance, so many years in advance that you can't possibly know what kind of team you're going to have. Um. I think we knew what Indiana State was. Well, no, no. <laughs> you you might have an idea of what your po- opponent's level is going to be, especially when you're a you know, Big Ten school. But, I mean, you don't know if, you, if Purdue is going to be in a in a downward year like a, we were under Daryl Hazel, if we're going to be, you know, have an eight-win season, nine-win season, a three-win season. You have no idea when you're making these schedules five, six, seven, eight years, even, you know, depending on contracts, sometimes even further down the road. Um, so you just never know, but this one seems to set up pretty well for Purdue in the non-conference season. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, Indiana State, of course, the Sycamores, Fear the Tree, uh, one of at least two teams that I can think of that have tree mascots, with Stanford being the other. Do you think they are better or worse than UConn last year? Oh, man. I have to think they're worse. They're an FCS team. Yeah, but UConn was like the worst FBS team. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they could uh, play each other. I mean, there's no way you're right. (laughs) Maybe they could play each other and whoever loses gets relegated. Relegated to what? Pop Warner around yeah. the corner? Flag football? Yes, they have to go flag football. They they don't they're not allowed to tackle anymore. Um so Indiana State FCS team and Purdue. For Ag Day. Yes, for Ag Day. Was that they, a big was that a big deal on football time? Well, honestly, Ag Day is a reason is a way for the ticket office to sell bulk tickets to schools like high schools that have ag programs mm. or other ways to bring in ag students, especially ones that maybe are coming to Purdue in the future. Shout out you Harrison Honkies. There you go. I don't think that's their actual mascot. It is when they're on the, uh, the big John Deere. Okay. There you, there you go. Um, so Purdue is a, uh, a team in the big 10 that has not lost to an FCS team. Now, Casey, I'm going to ask you this. I know we normally do the trivia or the questions at the top, but how many Big Ten teams, current Big Ten teams, not including UCLA and USC, uh, do you think have lost to FCS teams? Out of, are we counting USC? And, uh... No, no, I literally just said that. Oh, so out I of was... 14, how many do you think have lost to mm. an FCS team? I'm going to guess seven. Oh, so close. It is six. That was my second guess. So Michigan, of Michigan course, lost to Appalachian State in the first game ever broadcast on the Big Ten Network. Love that. Uh, they lost to Nor. Or, I'm sorry, Northwestern has lost Iowa, Indiana, Minnesota, and Rutgers. How uh, many games has IU lost? I don't have that in front of me. Um, but Iowa was the most recent team to in the Big Ten to lose to an FCS team uh, because they scheduled for some god known reason. North Dakota State, the absolute Ooh. best FCS team there is, and that's has a no been win for years. Yeah, no win proposition. Yeah, that's a game where if you win, people are like, "Yeah, you're supposed to win," and if you lose, everybody is just laughing at you. I mean, to be honest, there's way more quarterbacks from North Dakota State than Iowa. Than Iowa. <laughs> what? Name one from Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is this is most undoubtedly a paycheck game. Um, this is a game where we are helping keep the Indiana State athletic program afloat, and in return, they give us a victory on our own uh, own field. So there's really not a lot to say about this game. If Purdue comes uh, out, looks flat, and loses this game, 
Oh man, it's 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 uh, basketball things season will be starting fed. early on the podcast. Yeah, um, so it could be very bad, but I do not expect that to happen. Uh, last year, Indiana State was just five and six, three and five in their conference. These teams have played five times. Purdue has won every single time they've played, and the last time they played was in 2015 when Purdue won 38 to 14. I might be disappointed if we only put up 38 against them again. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, the whole point of this 2022 squad is offense. I mean, uh, when AOC came back and the, you, you try to – you know you're going to lose receivers. We, of course, lost some good receivers, but the, the receiving core at Purdue is very deep, so we're going to throw the ball somewhere around 30, 40, 50, 60 times a game, so you want to put up a lot of points. And uh, they're going to they're gonna put out a good, exciting offense, and if you can only score 38 against Indiana State – uh, there's there could be trouble on the horizon. The only caveat I'd say is if Purdue like gets out to like a 38 nothing lead and just, you know, throws in the fifth string, kind of like we did against uh, UConn last year. Yeah, but I don't want to go deep on Indiana State. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Moving on. <laughs> so as we said, uh, game two of the non-conference, but game three of the season is going to be at Syracuse. This so- one's a little interesting. Yeah, so Purdue will travel to Syracuse, and these two teams, I believe, have only played one time. Yeah, one time. Uh, I was at that game. It was my freshman year. Uh, oh, baby Ledman. Yeah. Uh, what Purdue, was going on in the life, freshman year? Uh, let's see. Uh, dating a girl I went to high school with. What was her name? What was she like? Oh, we're not Can going we call in, her? We're not going into that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, living with a guy I went to uh, high school with, living in Harrison. What was his name? What was he like? <laughs> his name was Ben. He's a good guy. Oh, I see. We lives can talk in, about Ben, huh? Lives in lives in Indy now. So, uh, he shout out to Ben. Don't What's think he, he listens. Doing? Uh, you know, I think I'm not sure if he still works. It doesn't matter. We're getting off topic. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, my buddies and I all had tickets together. Went to the games. Uh, it was a really great season, of course. That was uh, the Kyle Orton for Heisman year when everything oh. went out the window uh, at the Wisconsin game. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, we've all blocked blocked that out. But uh, I mean, that was just a crushing of Syracuse. Purdue won that Can game, you... fifty-one to nothing. Is Kyle Orton better or worse than we think? What do you mean? I was he better or was he worse? It's just. I, I don't feel like he gets mentioned in the same breath as, like, a Drew Brees. Well, but I, besides the Rose Bowl, uh, I, I don't know. He had some really high highs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Orton is probably since, you know, since Joe Tiller came in in 97. Orton, I would say, and I don't, I can't think of anyone else, is probably the second best quarterback. I mean, Brees, obviously, yes. number one. Orton, number two. And you are right that Breeze and Orton is closer, I think, than than yeah, most right? people give him credit for. Because uh, j- just a little secret, that Breeze team around him, particularly on defense, was unbelievably stacked. Yeah, yeah. The only also, reason that we won the games, line too. Yeah, the reason we won those games, a lot of them. Yeah, Breeze made stuff happen, but generally his defense had to come back and get him the ball back after yeah. he threw interception. Yeah, Breeze threw Breeze threw a lot of interceptions. <laughs> that. that... That information has been swept under the rug. Yeah. You know, I love Drew Brees probably more than most guys, but he threw a lot of interceptions. Gunner. Uh, yeah. He, he was one of Gunner. those guys. He was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm doing it myself. I've got a two-inch window. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. 
Um, yeah. Of course, he wound up in his NFL career being the most accurate passer of all time. So, Strange, right? You know, there, was, there was something to that, but just hadn't had that fully developed while he was at Purdue. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's ever been a player more different from college to NFL than Drew Brees, who finished his career, like you said, most accurate passer in the uh, history of the NFL, got rid of the ball in like 0. .4 seconds. Like, yeah. Knew where it was going right away. In college, holding the ball, running around, pretending oh, like yeah. he's Michael Vick back there before <laughs> gunslinging 60 yards down the – just wild transformation. Yeah. Yeah, well, and especially the transformation from the Chargers to the Saints. Yeah, because Chargers, you can still see he's like, oh, I think I can do it. No, yeah, no yeah. you can't, buddy. We got yeah. we to gotta find new strengths. So so maybe that injury really changed uh, who he thought he could be. Um, and certainly having, having a better coach in New Orleans probably helped that as well. So obviously we're very concerned about Syracuse, as you can tell. Um, this is actually going to be Purdue's first. It's a true road game. Yeah, first actually first road game against a Power 5 team. Since going to Missouri in 2017. Shout so, out Drew, uh, Drew Locke. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, buddy. Um, and this is also the first time Purdue has played an ACC team since 2003 when we played Wake Forest. Powerhouses. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we don't exactly we don't exactly schedule the, the juggernauts of the ACC when we do this off-season, or, uh, non-conference scheduling, but here we are. So... We uh, we're again hoping this is going to be a game where Purdue can show some off, show some offense, uh, and really put up some put up some points and and uh, walk out of here with two non-conference wins. Um, I mean, Syracuse does have some athletes. I mean, they're they're not UConn, um, but this sh- to me this is a game that Purdue absolutely should win. Yeah, if we're going to be anywhere near as good as we hope and think we might be, if AOC is legitimate, which at this point there is no reason to doubt that. Right. Him alone should be able to carry a team past Syracuse. Yeah, I think so. If we're good. Yeah, well, that is the question. That is the question. Um, So for those curious, last year, Syracuse was 5-7, 2-6 in conference. And uh, who knows if they've uh, gotten much better. But here's a a little tidbit. Do you know their head coach? Syracuse? Yeah. Definitely not. His first name is probably pronounced Dino, but I'm going to call him Dino. It's D-I-N-O. Dino Babers or Babbers, B-A-B-E-R-S. What a name. What oh, that was name. the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name is Dino, so that's pretty cool. I thought, I thought it was going to be some kind of connection. No, Instead, not at all. It's just uh, not weird all. syllables. Yep. Uh, he's in his seventh season at Syracuse. Overall, he's he's 29 and 43 during his tenure, so not exactly lighting it up. He sounds lovely. Tell me about the owls. <laughs> well, uh, they're nocturnal birds. <laughs> And, oh, you mean uh, FAU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Purdue's final non-conference opponent is Florida Atlantic. Uh, we are taking them on in week four, and this is a team last year. They're in, Of course, they're in Conference USA. That could change by the time this recording hits. Who knows? Uh, Purdue is, they were last year, they were five and seven and three and five in conference. Um, the two teams actually have never played before, so this is going to be the first time they've ever faced one another. What? What is Ross? This is a 7:30 at night game. Yes, against In Florida homecoming. Atlantic. Yeah. Um, what is Ross going to look like? I would hope it will be pretty loud and pretty packed. Maybe if we win the first two games, non-conference. Um, I'm surprised we didn't lead with this. Shout out to uh, Neon Cactus. Your your oh. homeland is back. Yeah. Well, let's I save think Bruce that is even playing. Let's save that for the next podcast. It's on my list. Ah, okay. It's on my list. So that's a little tease for you. Okay. Um, but Alex, yeah, Florida Atlantic <laughs> night game. Yeah, night game. Ross, come a long way. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, Purdue's got their own lights now. They even have the cool strobe effect when we win games. Um, I know people are going to shit on Morgan Burke because the topic of lights brought up, but I will defend Morgan Burke until the day I die. Um, he was a good man, did a lot of good stuff at Purdue. Just because he didn't do everything you wanted didn't mean he was a terrible person and hated Purdue sports. So uh, deal with that bit of truth-telling, people. Um, I mean, what do we know about Florida Atlantic? They have um, a former four-star quarterback. Uh, he was originally at University of Miami, DU, if you will, and didn't really get a lot done. He had nine starts. Uh Threw for 422 yards and four touchdowns in a game against Virginia Tech. Um, then he left, and he's now at FAU. They've so, got a really good receiver down there. They've, I mean, they, Bird yeah, they've got some talent. There's no doubt about it. But again, this is another another game where Purdue really should uh, be able to to walk away with a victory. Um, I'm predicting a 3-0 non-conference. Obviously, we're not uh, sticking to this because we have not yet seen the team in action, but. If no, you, you can't take back anything you've said. Once you say it, it's it's stuck in stone, remember? No, listen, that's only when we literally put out predictions that are specific and I take notes on them. As I've said, because we talked about it and you put out Caleb first and then changed your mind three times. Don't do the difference. Yeah, okay. So what are you expecting? Three-game non-conference. Do you expect 3-0? I do. Um, I think we'll struggle a little bit at Syracuse and I think we'll struggle a little bit at Florida Atlanta but I think we will win them both. Yeah, I think that's I fair. I don't think we're going to feel great going into the Big Ten, but I think our offense is going to look good. Yeah, yeah. I'm and a little worried de- about our defense. Yeah, I, I mean, the I, defense will find itself. You know, you lose a guy like Karloftis, even though he didn't put up the eye, eye-popping numbers that we would hope for uh, with a guy for his talent, he ate up a lot of space, got a lot of attention, and allowed those around him to really make more plays. And when you lose a guy like that, it really does change um, – what you can do on defense. But you saw in the bowl game, you know, Purdue didn't have Karloftis, didn't have David Bell, and still were able to to play a great game on both sides of the ball. So you hope with that experience of playing without those big guns, they can get some confidence and understand really what they're dealing with now. And especially um, Purdue didn't have to implement a new defensive coordinator uh, in the offseason, which is a good thing. We love that. Yeah, so uh, good news there. So there we go. That is the non-conference schedule for Purdue. That's going to wrap us up uh, tonight. Next episode, we're going to look at the conference schedule for Purdue. But until then, boiler up, folks. It's football season now. Full steam ahead. Boiler up.